Welcome back to WNSR. This is Maisie Rugen. This week, I wanted to bring up a conversation that has a lot of New York residents upset, frustrated, and feeling very oppressed. It is this constant issue of sexual harassment that happens on the streets of New York City every single day. There is no doubt that this is a common problem. So I asked a lot of women about their experiences with catcalling, and of course, I got a large response. My first question for them was pretty straightforward. I simply asked whether or not they have been catcalled on the streets of New York City. Yes. 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 All the time. I then asked if they could think of any specific memories of this happening to them. Actually, the last time I got catcalled was this morning on my way to work. Literally before 9 a.m. We're walking home. We're probably like 12 years old, 11, 12 years old. I can't remember anything specific because I usually try not to remember them. These guys came up in a car behind us and they were catcalling us and we were trying to get away from them and had to go way out of our way to get to her house. When I moved to New York, I like couldn't believe it. It was like constant and like they're quite aggressive about it. Anytime I went into the city for anything, even as a child, I was always really uncomfortable because there was men that either catcalled or said something gross or like sexualized me, even though I was literally like like prepubescent child and it really affected me and scared me and I never wanted to go into the city. And when I did, I would wear like, I'd wear like the most unattractive clothes because I was afraid of even just walking down the street with my mom. I actually got followed home one night, followed me and like seriously followed me like across the road, across the other side of the road, like into a store and I asked the shop owner to help me and he was like, he said no. And I got on, got on a subway and he still followed us and then pretty much we screamed at him and then he threw his drink at us. I then asked, what did they say? Or what did they do? Oh, you look like an angel from heaven or something gross. A lot of times they'll be like, oh, you have beautiful hair. Or like, if you wear anything showing your legs, it's like, oh, look at those sexy legs. And like, tap you in the shoulder and be like, excuse me. Yeah. I just want to let you know. And you're like, um, it's nighttime. I'm walking down the street by myself. I don't really want a guy to touch me on the shoulder and tell me that I look nice. I honestly don't really know what they say. As soon as I know it's happening, I like notice it beforehand and like try to block it out or like try not to listen to them. Yes, a guy walked past the two of us and was like, mm-mm, I can't decide. Oh yeah, you could have your pick of us, like. With summer around the corner, temperatures are rising and outfits are naturally showing a bit more skin. I was curious if clothing even correlated with the amount of harassment these women receive. It seems to happen no matter what I'm wearing, like even if I'm wearing really baggy clothes and no makeup, which is always surprising. Probably like, you know, jeans and nothing, nothing that would be considered sexy. It's insane that I can't even dress for the weather and like without being uncomfortable all the time. So now the question of the hour. How does this sort of daily harassment make these women feel? Violated, disgusted, unsafe. It's just scary and uncomfortable and like, angry. It makes you angry. Well, frightened, unsafe and frightened, and it definitely makes you feel uncomfortable, you know, really uncomfortable. And when I hear it, it just gives me like a pit in my stomach. Like I kind of want to get out of wherever I am as fast as I can. So I guess it makes me feel unsafe. Set like my whole day off. Like it was like before anything even started and I have so many things to do today and, and now I'm just 
uncomfortable in what I'm wearing. But I just try to avoid it. It never feels good. You don't know how to react and you want to react like shut the fuck up. You can't because you're scared for your safety. Like you don't want to anger them, but like you want to say something like in, in defense of yourself. Lastly, I asked these women if they could think of any scenarios where men, specifically white heterosexual men, experience this type of oppression. No, I don't think this ever happens to them. Um, no, I can't think of a situation. Um, I don't think so. You can't think of anything. So now for the men in my life. I know that most of them, if not none of them, have ever catcalled a woman before. A lot of them can't even speak for the men that do catcall. They can't identify with them. But I still thought it would be interesting to ask them about their experience with observing street harassment in New York, giving the perspective of a man. My first question for them was if they had ever personally catcalled someone. No. No, I have not catcalled someone. No, I've never catcalled anyone. I asked them if they had ever witnessed someone being catcalled. Yes. Not verbally, but I've seen guys looking at girls in certain ways on the street in New York City especially. I was walking in New York City, I can't remember exactly where. If I'm walking with girls or a girlfriend, people pretty shamelessly will turn their heads or check out their ass. I was with my 17-year-old daughter, and out of the blue, I think somebody went by in a car and they catcalled my daughter. I asked them about their own experience with being catcalled and how it has made or would make them feel. Seems kind of like a loaded question, but honestly, it would probably make me feel kind of good. Even though knowing behind that, that comes with a lot of baggage. I don't know, it's so rare that it happens, and I would probably feel not in danger that it would be okay. I would be really surprised. I've never been really worried about myself on the street physically, because I always felt like I could take care of myself, so I didn't feel threatened when I got catcalled. It was a female construction worker, and I was I was biking past. Can't remember what she said, but I was like kind of flattered. I was a little embarrassed. It didn't seem like asserting dominance in any way. I wasn't threatening. Then I asked them, not in defense of catcalling, but to just try and rationalize why these men do it. I think it all just has to do with the male identity. Feeling like that's a a formalized method of communication with other men. So if you're with friends and you think that this is a way that you can kind of look like you're a man would be to catcall someone else. I don't know, I think it's probably somehow just asserting dominance. You know, if you can objectify someone and make it very clear, it's in a way showing power over them and kind of asserting that dominance. There's a lot of men out there that don't probably look at catcalling as a negative thing and they look at it as a complimentary thing. Like, ooh, she's hot. I'm gonna let her know that I think she's hot. Maybe it's like a game with stakes or something, you know, and it's it's like taking a risk and like objectifying a woman. Just like male sexuality and thinking that there is some potential for somehow that interaction to end with you having sex. They just do it almost like a tease, to tease somebody. I guess in a sense it's also like reasserting or reaffirming that like a power structure that that you think of in your mind as a man the whole activity of it is just a very dominating and i think like the goal is to make women uncomfortable these are extremely important conversations to have and more importantly it is crucial to have these conversations with people that don't necessarily understand the severity of the situation there is no doubt that there is still a lot of sexism going on all around the world. 
But there are a lot of people in America who claim that feminism is dead here. It's unnecessary, not needed, because we've reached gender equality. I think the problem here is that people are comparing our society today with the state of America's society decades ago and labeling it as fixed. For example, in terms of women in the workforce, it's easy to take the era of feminist writer Betty Friedan's essays that talk about the oppressed housewife of the 1950s and compare it with today's working environment and say that the issue of sexism in the workplace has been resolved. Majorly improved, sure, but we can't just stop there and call it a day. This happens with all realms of sexism, and sexual street harassment is just a tiny drop in the flood. Writers like Warren Farrell and Christina Summers have to be talked to. These are writers who claim that feminism has been taken too far. First off, how can feminism, the belief in gender equality, be taken too far? You can't be too equal. And second, how can you believe that it's been taken too far if you can still hear these women being sexually objectified on the street every day? It is scary to admit that sexism is still something we have to work on, but Bell Hooks, the highly acclaimed feminist and social activist writer, wrote a book called Feminism is for Everybody. And she sums up these thoughts well, because feminism is a scary thing. She says, feminism is a movement to end sexism, sexist exploitation, and oppression. As all advocates of feminist politics know, most people do not understand sexism, or if they do, they think it is not a problem. Masses of people think that feminism is always and only about women seeking to be equal to men. And a huge majority of these folks think feminism is anti-male. Their misunderstanding of feminist politics reflects the reality that most folks learn about feminism from patriarchal mass media. End quote. All I can say to wrap this up is to not be scared, don't be afraid to ask questions, and don't be afraid to admit that you don't understand something, because questions are exactly what allow for a healthy, constructive conversation, and that is what we need in our society today to help end oppression and sexism. Sexism and oppression are not dead, therefore feminism isn't dead either. This is Maisie Rugen with WNSR. Thank you.